You are listening to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Claire O'Brien. In healthcare, we have so many questions about what's trending versus what's actually the truth. So on this show, we're going to get to the bottom of it. It's health, it's wellness, it's beauty, explained by the people who actually know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I am beyond excited today. I have Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. She is in Oregon, so we're in very different time zones. Had to figure that out today. Um, But I'm just honored that she's taking the time to do this podcast. If you don't know her, she is on Instagram and TikTok. She has like a million followers on TikTok and is one of the funniest, most educational people that I know in this space. Um, So Dr. Lincoln, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Claire. I'm so excited to be here. I yeah. love your Instagram and everything you're doing. Oh, so. thank you. Well, we're trying, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to get the, the good word out to the people. That's um, right. So we were talking about what we were going to do today, and you said, you know, I, your big thing is like busting these just like random myths that come from all mm-hmm. over the place. And so I put up a question box on Instagram last night, got some really good ones. Um, but good. I just tell people, if, if there are people here that don't know you, you know, kind of give us a little background and intro, where you came from and your training and all that. Yeah. So I'm a board certified OBGYN. I grew up in New York, but went to medical school in New Orleans. That's where I met my husband. And um, we did our training and we currently live in Portland, Oregon. We've got two boys, 10 and five, um, who keep us very busy. He's a pediatrician. I'm an OBGYN. So y'all are super busy. Most hilarious. Super busy, and also we realized once we had kids, we had no idea what we were really doing. Right. Doesn't matter how much training right. you have. No. Um, yeah, and I, I work as an OB hospitalist, so I work on labor and delivery. And um, I got into the social media professional usage of it maybe a year and a half, maybe almost two years ago. And I am just so into busting myths out there when it comes to women's health and providing evidence-based education because there's so much bad stuff. And I didn't even know how much was out there until I started using it and myths that I didn't even know existed right. that were really popular. Um, right. And so I feel like it's just sort of become this snowball effect and it's super fun to interact with people online and just help people to see that OBGYNs going to the doctor, it's not scary. Right. That you should not be ashamed of your body. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I love it. It's super fun. What's the weirdest myth that you, do you think that you've had to bust? So I will tell you the weirdest myth to me, and only because I had never heard of it until TikTok, honestly, was this whole melatonin cancels out your birth control, whatever it cancels out means. What? Um, yeah. And I, so I was so confused because I had seen it so many times. People were tagging me in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I miss that day in residency? Because <laughs> I feel like if this is legit, I would have heard about it. And so I messaged some other people, um, you know, Dr. Stacy T and a couple other GYNs on Instagram. I was like, where, what, what's going on here? And we were all equally confused. So I did my research, which involved finding nothing except for like this one magazine article where an OBGYN is quoted saying, yeah, it could affect your birth control. Um... Blah, blah, blah. But there's no actual data or studies. And when you look at it, honestly, the reverse is probably true. Being on birth control may actually increase your melatonin levels because of metabolism. So it's you probably need less melatonin if you're taking it. So the long story, very short, is that no, there's no evidence of this. And yet 
I've posted this multiple times. I get asked this question every day, every day, literally. Um, and it's one of those strange myths that somehow like got hold because of one crappy article. And it's just the strangest one to me. Yeah, because I'm like, really, guys? Like, this this, this is what we're worried about? I can, but you know, isn't so it that weird, and, yeah. like, when this stuff comes yes. up and you see it and you're like, well, wait, I mean, maybe I did, maybe I missed that somewhere. Cause, oh, yeah. Know. And so I'm going, I'm, you know, I'm looking up on PubMed. I'm looking at primary resources. Right. <laughs> like, I'm going down the rabbit hole of melatonin, um, you know, metabolism. And I came up empty-handed. I'm like, oh, I must be missing something. No, it's just that this is what happens when a myth gets out there and gets perpetuated. And that's why you have to be really careful when you're a healthcare provider giving advice or giving quotes like you right. you have to do your research like legitimate not just your google search and i can understand people who look this up they're like well the doctor said this you know when you google it it's the first thing that comes up i mean i would believe it too right yeah um so it's really hard sometimes to know the truth from the myths when it comes to finding stuff online no absolutely so, and then insane. you know at what we're seeing this now you've got even different healthcare providers in different camps, you know, mm-hmm. that are potentially giving conflicting information. I think it's oh, yeah. growing more and more confusing for patients. It really is, especially. So the great thing about social media, I think now, um, especially with the pandemic, is that like TikTok, a lot more of us are there, yeah, giving good advice. But the downfall too is that other people are on there too, who have agendas yeah. or who don't have the expertise or the credentials. One thing that I find really concerning is people who call themselves physicians and they're naturopathic doctors. And I'm not saying that there's not a a place for naturopathic medicine. I think that both can coexist in a good way. But when somebody who calls themselves as a doctor and puts out information that says that, you know, you're on birth control, your, your minerals are going to be depleted. Birth control is evil. Birth control is the devil. And they've got doctor in their title and they've written a book. And in their book, they're selling their supplements. Yeah. Um, it's very much a conflict of interest. And so there's a lot of harm that can be done when you are scaring people when there's not actual evidence of such an issue. Yeah. <laughs> and you're doing it so that you can sell supplements. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. It's like we've forgotten. I mean, everybody's very angry about big pharma, but mm-hmm. I, it's... I don't know if there aren't enough documentaries or what, I don't know what we're doing wrong, but we haven't called out big wellness, you know? And so we're missing this whole sect of people that are taking advantage of of patients, you know, knowingly. Absolutely. And I am so, like, I, you know, big pharma, like, I, I remember when I was in med school and residency, like, pharmaceutical reps to me were like... The worst of the worst because I never would take a pen or a meal or anything because I wanted to make my own objective, you know, decisions. And there's a role for the pharmaceutical companies, obviously. They're making life-saving medicines when they make enormous profits off of it or they, you know, start the opioid epidemic. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. And we need to call that out. But you can't give a free pass to Big Wellness or Big Natural, which is a billion-dollar industry, too. And people say, well, they don't have the studies to back their stuff up because they don't have the same funding as Big Pharma. Well, I call BS yeah, because if they're making true. billions of dollars, right. do it. Do the research. Do the studies because I'm all for It's not just like I only want to push things that are FDA approved because they're a pill or what. Like if you've got something that works, for example, like calcium for PMS. Yes, there's data for that. I will discuss that. It's not that I only want to push, you know, prescription drugs, but do the do the studies. Give us the information, you know. Um, well, and, I mean, penicillin, right? That was natural too. That right, came from mold. That's what to say, right? Where did where do we think prescription yeah. drugs came from? Like at some right. point, they were probably occurring naturally somewhere, and then there wasn't enough, so we had to make right. it in a lab, and here we are. But right. 
Right. But there's no motivation for them to do that if they're making billions and they've, they've secured that, um, niche of the market, which is, you know, we care about you. We are pro woman, pro natural. It just feels good, right? Their, their marketing is gorgeous. I look at some of the products. I'm like, they're beautiful. I, I want to fall down this rabbit hole too. But at the same time, what are you promoting when you buy from these companies that are selling things that are not proven or are, you know, they take the stance like, well, we care about you. Your traditional doctor doesn't. Like, that's just not... You can be a holistic provider and, you know, still follow data and follow evidence-based recommendations. Yeah. So. There's a great one that I follow on Instagram, actually, that I, is a, mm-hmm. a naturopath, and but who's always quoting, you know, actual evidence and studies. And I'm like, see, you can't... We can. Mm-hmm. We can do... You can do both. Yeah. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you were talking about birth control. I got probably 20 different questions about... <laughs> <laughs> birth control and birth cleanses and is it like you said the you know um mm-hmm. now they're latching on to it messing up your minerals and yep. what what are your favorite birth control myths so you you've hit two right there so okay. the birth control cleanse <laughs> okay which let me tell you what your cleanse is you stop using it and then two days later it's out of your system we have these great natural organs called mm-hmm. your liver and your kidneys mm-hmm. that naturally detox and cleanse things you do not need a supplement um the difference truly is Depo-Provera. That one can, you know, because it's an every three-month shot. I tell patients that you can expect it to take about a year for cycles to come back. So it can take longer. But for all the other ones, your fertility comes right back to baseline. So there's your cleanse. Mm-hmm. It's not sexy or fun because I can't sell you a product. Um, and then the whole mineral deficiency thing. Yeah, there is. We've known this for years. Like, this is not new information. Maybe we haven't counseled patients appropriately. And that I will own. I will absolutely own and say, you know, Maybe we have not done a good enough job. Not everybody, but you take a multivitamin and you're good to go. Yeah. You don't need this high dose B6 or whatever, you know, supplement. You just don't. Um, and it's just, it's just, it bothers me so much that we prey on this. And in the one book in particular that really promotes this, you know, she says in the beginning, I'm not here to make you feel bad about taking birth control. But then hundreds of times she says how birth control is terrible. It's going to mess you up. Like, I believe in giving people choice, you know, discuss side effects. That's probably a big one that you got too, or that I hear all the time. Talk about this side effect, that side effect. Absolutely. Birth control is not a savior for everybody. There's side effects. It's a medicine. It's not perfect, but discuss them in evidence-based ways, compare them to pregnancy, which nobody ever does. Right. And then let the person make a choice, you know, because it's all about informed, but not coercive counseling. Yeah. And it's hard too. I think you know, a lot of women get on birth control at younger ages and maybe, frankly, I'm like, I don't know. I probably was counseled on any side effect 15 years ago and was like, great, mm-hmm. thanks. I'm just like here to not get pregnant. That's all I'm like. That's my goal. <laughs> yeah. Like just yeah. give And, you know, and then we're, uh, which I think happens with a lot of things, you know, and you mm-hmm. see it in practice and then have experienced it as a patient where you're like, oh, wait, did they tell me that? And I think I just mm-hmm. was not listening or had my blinders on or whatever, at, you know, as a patient. And you just kind of move forward with it. And then in retrospect, you're like, oh, well, nobody told me that this might happen. But mm-hmm. it, so, I mean, and it's it's hard, you know, when you're in a 10-minute appointment. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people really enjoy the naturopathic model of medicine, right? You get an hour appointment, Mm -hmm. you're talking about yourself, you know, I 100% agree that how we're doing clinical medicine right now where somebody's typing on the computer and it's 10 minutes and they're not looking at you and 
Yeah, we don't have enough time to do what we need to do. Right. Um, And so part of it might be that you don't remember being counseled. Part of it is that it may have just been glossed over because to us, this is our everyday. You know, we talk about the more concerning things. I'm a huge fan of giving people resources to be like, hey, look at this at home. For me, bedsider.org is an amazing resource because it's evidence-based. It actually answers the questions you have. Mm -hmm. Um, And like every question you could have about every form of birth control is there and it's referenced and it's reliable. Um, and I think that's really nice because then you can go home and, you know, at your own leisure, you can be like, oh, yeah, I do want to look up. What did, what did they say about waking? What did they say about right. this? You know. Right. And it's there. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, yeah, there may be side effects with that. But, gosh, talk about the side effects of an unwanted pregnancy. I mean, whoa. Or yeah. or yeah. some of the things that we're using birth control to, to treat, you know, period cramps, mm-hmm. endometriosis. I mm-hmm. mean, PMDD. It just depends. on. I mean, there's a million things that you may need birth control for and if you're terrified of the side effects but you're not looking at what you're experiencing without the birth control um it's just yeah it's unfortunate and that's a huge one and I think that's what really angers me because you know these big natural people who say well birth control is not natural um you're right it's not quote-unquote natural what is natural for some people is hemorrhaging with their every period having to go into the emergency room because they need blood transfusions right or they're having to take a week off of work because they're in debilitating pain from endometriosis i mean that's natural too but not everything that's natural is good right and so for some people who are using it not just for pregnancy prevention which is in my book you know plenty legitimate reason to use it but when you think about it as a medicine for treating these medical conditions to insult them and say that they are not thinking about their health, that's exactly what they're doing. And right. I've compared it to insulin, right? Insulin isn't natural either. It's made in a lab. But you would never tell a type 1 diabetic who would die otherwise, well, you know, have you tried this this essential oil or this herb? And, you know, instead of, of insulin, which was an amazing medication when it was, in, was synthesized, no, you wouldn't. So why are we doing it when it comes to this? And I think a lot of it has to do with perpetuating, you know, this misogynistic view of women's healthcare problems not being as legitimate as male healthcare problems, right? Like, why is it that insurances cover Viagra no problem, but yet you can have a religious exception for covering birth, birth control. control? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? No. And, I, and what really saddens me is that we're still doing this in 2020 and that now it's other women doing this too. Yeah. Um, it's just so confusing to me. Yeah. So if you've been following DabbleCo and me for any length of time, you know that I'm super careful with anybody that I endorse or any partnership or brand here. So the goal is always to share evidence-based medicine and things backed by actual science with our audience and our followers. So I was thrilled when BetterHelp approached me to do a partnership with them. So thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is an online platform that connects you to counseling in an incredibly convenient and affordable way, which I think are the two biggest barriers to counseling, access and affordability. So I was actually really surprised when I looked up their rates for counseling. They were a third of what I feel like I've ever heard and what I've personally paid. Um, It solves both of the problems with literally the click of a button on the internet. So I have personally seen the benefits of counseling. I know firsthand how important it is, and I know it plays a crucial role in mental health. So check them out, and they will know that I sent you, and you'll get 10% off your first month of counseling if you head to betterhelp.com slash dabbleco. Um, So it's super easy, betterhelp.com slash dabbleco. Thanks, guys. So on that birth control note, people wanted to know, is it okay? I feel like people are always asking if if it's okay for you to not have a period while you're on birth control. Can Mm -hmm. you talk about that? 
Yeah, I, that's one I get again every day. And it doesn't matter how many TikToks, Claire, or how many <laughs> Instagrams I do. I get that question daily. And absolutely. Um, and I try to step it back historically and say, listen, only in the modern era have we had so many periods in our lifetime. Because back in the day, you know, you'd get your period at 13, 14. You'd be married or whatever and get pregnant at 17. And then you'd have eight babies and then you would die in childbirth, like by the time you were 26. Like that was what was natural. <laughs> we have never menstruated so much in our lives That's as natural, now. Karen. Death is yeah. natural by, I yeah, guess. You know, yeah, I know. Being knocked <laughs> off your whole life and then dying. I mean, we just never had so many cycles. So when I when people say, well, this doesn't seem natural, well, first look at the historical perspective. And then secondly, yeah, it's, it's totally fine. It's very different from if you're not having a period, not on birth control. That is something that should absolutely be evaluated. But, yeah, we're talking about um, just birth control. Yeah, it's totally okay. And in fact, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> right? I mean, I have a Mirena IUD and I yes. switched like... Team Mirena here. Briefly. I mean, thank you. <laughs> and if you don't want to hear about this, then I'm sorry, maybe swipe through for like another minute or two. But I like I, I switched during all this headache stuff to, to the copper briefly to like see if that would help. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is freaking terrible. Like, first of all, who wants to have a period, you oh, know? Yeah. And I, yeah. so now I'm like, I'm back. This is my third marina, and it's the best thing that's mm-hmm. ever happened to me. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I'm on marina number three as well. Love yes. it. I love this thing. I remember taking it out, you know, to get pregnant and mm-hmm. being a good OBGYN, planning everything. And I had one period, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm dying. Right. Like this. <laughs> Meanwhile, mind you, it was like barely a period because it was just off of my brain. But you just forgotten like, about it to yeah, the point of where you're like, like oh, surely this, this is, is a so, joke. so inhumane. It, it's horrible. <laughs> And I, you know, for people who want to have periods and who enjoy, like, that's fine. I totally get the subset of people who are like, no, I like my period. I like knowing I'm not pregnant. Like, totally, that's fine. But if you choose not to have a period, for me, I started with Marina in residency because, you know, it's not fun bleeding through your scrubs in a 10-hour surgical Surgery, case. Right. Or forgetting to take your pill because you're working days and nights and then, you know, maybe you accidentally get pregnant. So for me, the Ugh. Marina was a great choice. So yeah, you do not need to have a period. And if you don't like having periods, don't feel like you need to apologize for it. Because, like I said, Marina till menopause and beyond. Like, I will never I, same. <laughs> ever again. I mean, I'm like, do you guys want to sponsor me? Like, where? how can we get I know. on? I will put yeah. my face on a billboard oh, yeah. if that, oh, yeah. like, I'm obsessed with my Marina. I really am. I, and speaking of that, that's another thing people will say commonly on TikTok. They're like, well, she's just getting paid. She makes money off of, you know, first of all, I'm actually hospital employed as an OB, you know, as a hospitalist, so I don't even make money. But even when I was in the office, I don't think people understand we lose money when we put people on birth control. Because right. if you got pregnant, I'd see you a heck of a lot more. Mm-hmm. Or if I had to see you every time you came to the emergency room, oh my gosh, the money you'd get paid for an inpatient consult or having to do surgery on you mm-hmm. for your bleeding would make way more money. I mean, if you look at when the Mirena came out and when hysterectomies rates for heavy bleeding, they have gone down significantly because we we do so much more now with non-surgical management. All of these advances are actually leading to us making less money. And I'm okay with, like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so we're not sitting here, you know, me driving my super Forester from 2011. Like, yes, hello, Big Pharma. I'm still waiting for my paycheck. I think we all It hasn't are. come through yet. Every, I mean, I yeah, who, who, yes, there are, there was a heyday, you know, 30, 40 mm-hmm. years ago. And like that mm-hmm. ship has long sailed. And it's so, yeah. it's just kind oh, yeah. of comical, like Big Pharma and yeah. vaccines. And like, my, oh, like yeah. your husband, my dad and brother are both pediatricians mm-hmm. too. I'm like, they actually lose money on vaccines. Like they're losing, oh, yeah. they're not a yeah. profitable thing to do in not your office. Like, no, it's not, not at all. 
making money. And on my this. proof is that 2001 Honda Civic that my husband is driving. Right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're sweet, still waiting on that paycheck. Sweet angel, <laughs> big pharma has lost his address in the mail. I hear I you. Um, okay, he took a picture of, once of it. Yeah. Oh no, never mind. No. <laughs> Speaking of periods, how do you feel about natural slash organic tampons? Mm-hmm. Don't get me started. Um, so, I did, first of all, you did. I did. So, here we go. <laughs> We're starting. I am totally fine if you want to use organic products. I think it's very important for me to, there's my disclaimer. I'm not here to steal your organic products. But I think that I cannot say loudly enough how annoyed I am, again, with their marketing. Because it's fear-based marketing to get you to want to use their products. Because they say that, you know, their stuff is more natural. That they, you know, that traditional or conventional products have tons of chemicals in them. They love to talk about bleach, which hasn't been in tampons for decades. So I don't know, like... Has that memo gotten lost in the mail? Like, please stop acting like that. They talk about dioxins, mm-hmm. um, you know, these toxic dioxins. What they forget to mention is that it's up to 300,000 times light. Less dioxins, in what's in your tampon, is what you're exposed to, what you eat every day. We always forget to mention mm-hmm. that. Tricky. Um, they also forget to mention that it usually takes way more land and way more water to grow organic crops as a whole. So if you think that you're doing it to save the earth, like... If you're really into wanting to be environmental, which is awesome, um, then, don't then maybe you should think about reusable period products like cups right. or underwear or, or um, that kind of stuff. Like, don't go ahead and buy organic products because you think you're saving the earth. Like, they're just as, you know, they might not be um, that, you know, that much better than conventional products. So um, the long and the short of it is that whatever you choose, just don't use scents and use whatever makes you happy. And don't think that you have to use organic because otherwise you're hurting your body. That's what bothers me is the people who feel yeah. like they have to invest all this money. And I would be all for an organic, organic product that just laid it out in the line and was like, you know what? Use whatever you want, but here we've got this and we're not going to shame you into feeling like you need to use our product. Um, that's what really bothers me. And it's what's interesting, I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure you get approached by companies all the time. I had a really kind... Um, person reach out and ask if I, you know, wanted to partner with this women's product company. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. First of all, obviously it's tempting. Cause you're like, well, I certainly don't make money here. I mean, I lose money. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know, I, I don't feel like any of the things that you're selling are actually necessary. And yep. so mm-hmm. even though maybe they're not, oh, I mean, where do you draw, where do you draw the line of like what's harmful, Mm-hmm. emotionally, environmentally. I mean, it, it's a mm-hmm. kind of a tough place to be. Like you said, just, you know, what you're yeah. not okay with is women feeling like they're harming themselves by not using mm-hmm. that product. And actually, it was actually a really good conversation. The person was just going to connect me with this company. And she was like, you know, I'd never really thought about it like that. And I, you know, mm-hmm. appreciate your feedback. But it, it really was in the lane of, um, like, feminine washes and, and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes, that whole industry. Um, yeah, and I think that, you know, I do. I get stuff all the time. And I think it's so important if you are here, you know, especially if you've got the credentials as a women's health care provider, that you are super strict about what you promote. Because if you say it's good then people are going to believe you. Right. And when it comes to like feminine washes or, oh my God, supplements, vitamins, PMS vitamins, um, you know, the whole thing. And so if there's ever anything where they claim that, you know, you're harming yourself if you don't use this, or if they claim that there's data and there's not, or if there's any any hint of, 
you know, you need this to keep you fresh. I hate that. I just hate it because right. then what you're saying is at baseline, you're dirty and that is just not okay. Like we as women have been told far too long that we are dirty and shameful and um, I mean, the whole feminine hygiene industry, that's totally what they profit off of. It's, yeah. I mean, Summer's Eve is the devil. And I would tell that <laughs> to their face. <laughs> they have done so much psychological harm but and physical harm really with their products. how do you feel about them, though? Yeah. Oh, no. Hi, oh, Summer's look. Eve, if you're listening. Let's have a conversation. But where did that come from? Like, where, how did that even yeah. start? I mean. Well, it go. oh, it goes back so, if you dive into this culture. I mean, you can go back into the 60s. To. I know, because you need to take an antihypertensive. Okay. Um, you go back into the 50s and 60s, the ads from Lysol. Um, they had, uh, you know, Lysol douches. And they never called it what? out. But they would say, yeah, Google, like, Lysol feminine hygiene ads. And you can see. Um, where they have these pictures, you know, black and white, and this woman, you know, is your husband more frigid? Is it because you're not fresh down there? And a lot of what this was was probably on the down low, them trying to say, if you don't want to get pregnant, douche with this product, which obviously doesn't work. Right. But it was this whole idea of like, you know, your husband doesn't love you because your vagina smells like a vagina. Right. Um, and then it's just, you know, continued on. And then you got Summer's Eve and Vagisil. And now they're super smart. They are now marketing to teenagers, yeah. which is just so awesome. sad. And then you've got the natural companies now that have jumped on and they use the words like natural and organic and essential oils. And they've got their beautiful labels. I mean, they are gorgeous. But it's the same thing. It's exactly, you know, it's made by women, which to me is even worse because it's not now like we're just, you know, it's, we're just putting the narrative forward that started with men, but now we've adopted it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, if you go back into history, people have been douching for, for centuries with all sorts of fun products. Mm. So, At least now there's attractive marketing yeah. for it. Right. Yeah, so at least now the label's We've cute. done that. <laughs> I mean, but like the liver and the kidney, we touched on your vagina, mm-hmm. is actually a self-cleaning little system yeah. itself. So yes, it just leave yeah. it alone. Right. Just, just leave it the F alone. Just because when you don't, be. you're going to come see me and we're going to have to like undo all the products that, you know. Yeah, it is. It really is. And that is another thing I see on TikTok all the time. People do not believe me that you don't have to even use anything to clean your vulva. You can just use water and... You Maybe know, some soap, that. you know. Yeah, I mean, just some basic cleansers, no sense. Like, nobody nobody wants to believe that. Yeah. Um, and is... I'm all for products. I mean, you should see what I use on my hair. Like, dear Jesus, you know. <laughs> but down there, just leave it alone. <laughs> and it, less is more, ladies. Less is mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. All right, what about cranberry juice UTI land? Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you feel about that? So there is actual data mm-hmm. for um, cranberry supplements. Um, if you're prone to UTIs. And I tell people, you know, don't necessarily use the juice because there's a ton of sugar in it. But there mm-hmm. are, you know, little, little supplements pills, that you can right? buy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things, too, where if you're considering that, don't just buy it on a whim. Like, just consult with your doctor because maybe the symptoms you're feeling aren't really UTI thing. Maybe it's something else going on. So I am a huge fan of getting a diagnosis before you just try to put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the same goes for birth control, too, which all the natural people are like, well, birth control is just a Band-Aid. It is, but after you diagnose this cut, you, then you can, you know, use a Band-Aid. But anyway, so I'm a big fan of not doing self-diagnosis when it comes to yeast or UTI or BV because we're so bad at it. Yeah. Um, the studies have just shown that. But, yes, if you are somebody who's prone to recurrent UTIs, I mean, your gynecologist will recommend those supplements. But 
doing the whole, you know, juice just has a ton of sugar. Um, and then doing the whole, like, drinking it to make your vagina taste better, you know, that, and, like, the pineapple and the apple cider vinegar. Wait, like, that's, that's a just, thing people are doing? Oh, my God, it's a whole thing. Oh, yes. I get tagged every day on TikToks where people are, like, making their vagina smoothie. And I'm like, guys, only drink a smoothie Vagina smoothie? Mm-hmm. Not really. Yeah, no, that's not real. Tim. No, girl, just, yeah, <laughs> just to make yourself taste better, which again, I'm like, guys, it's not a pina colada, it's a vagina. Wait, how do you have time in your life? <laughs> this is a side note that is like, people aren't, uh, but I am fascinated by like how much, I mean, how much crap I'm sure that you get tagged in. Cause I'm like, okay, I have like a doo-doo amount of followers and I can't keep up with it. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, how much mm-hmm. time you have you to spend on this. I mean, how... I do. So, for me, it's all about boundaries. Um, I would say, like, for my DMs, I'm sure you get a bunch of these, but for my DMs, I probably delete 95% of them because there are people asking for medical advice, yeah. which no matter how many times I say I cannot give it, they still come in. Right. Um, so, I'm a big fan of boundaries and deleting things. Um but when I get tagged in stuff on TikTok, it tends to be the same one over and over. And I'll respond if, like, I see that, you know, this is becoming a big thing. Right. Um, but I'm also totally okay just, like, ignoring stuff. Because there's no shortage of shit out there. And right. so I know that it will come around again. Um, but, yeah, boundaries are your friend. Yeah. And, but it can be hard. Like, I say that, like, it's so easy. It can be so hard. Because when I see something out there that's so bad, I'm just like, like I Yeah, but that's what's I can't, hard. Yeah, All you can't fix the world. people will tag you and, like, you know, 10 different people will mm-hmm. send you the same post and say, like, can you yeah. respond to this? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, am I the right person to even respond to this? I guess I oh, need yeah. to. But, yeah. Now, a few weeks ago, people got really angry at me because there was this one specific one I wrote back. I said, I can't respond to everything. And they were like, you're a doctor. You should care. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I am a doctor. And th- that's my day job. This is mm-hmm. not. And I'm doing the best I can. And so... Um, you know, I think it's so important when you're on social media that you realize that it's for you and it's fun and, you know, people trying to tell you what content you should put out there is, you know, you can show them the door and say, well, that's great. Maybe you should do that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you should do that. Yes. Oh, man. Um, what are, you know, I'd love for people to hear some natural supplements that, mm-hmm. because I, I think people people know that there are natural things or supplements or whatever that they can take. And I think they think we're like hiding it from them, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to tell you this because it's not a drug and I, I don't know. Um, but what are your favorite natural like remedies or Mm -hmm. treatments? Like you said, we talked about cranberry Mm -hmm. juice. I mean, cranberry supplements briefly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great question. So I think that, um, Put you, on the you know, spot like a little we bit. talked about on birth control, if you want to take a multivitamin to prevent any mm-hmm. quote unquote de- deficiencies, that's totally fine. Outside of being on birth control, you actually, there's no data that anybody needs a multivitamin. It's an, it's a huge waste and a huge industry, um, but there's no data unless you have a true deficiency or you're pregnant or breastfeeding or trying to conceive. Mm-hmm. Um, Vitamin D, I think, is one that I would say I would recommend because we are historically all um, vitamin D deficient, deficient especially yeah. here in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of other natural stuff. I think in baths, I'm a huge fan of Epsom salts. Oh, um, why is that? That's totally fine. Well, mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, it can be really good for healing, muscle relaxation, but they don't have essential oils or other crap that can be really irritating to the vulva. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I mean, so think about things like constipation. You know, people will say, oh, you jump to drugs too quickly. And 
you know, eat some prunes, drink some prune juice. Like, yes. <laughs> Take your fiber. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think when it comes to PMS, we talk about um, calcium can be really helpful for PMS. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, five to 600 milligrams twice a day. And so it's not always like you need a prescription, you need birth control. There's other things that we talk about for sure. I mean, one of the biggest things I talk about when it comes to uncomfortable periods or depression or um, low back pain and exercise, getting yeah. outside. Not saying that depression is something you can just fix with exercise. Absolutely not. Um, but these basic things that we do talk about a good diet, we do talk about moving and getting outside. I mean, that's a huge thing that if we could, if everybody could do that, we would feel so much better. Um, so it's not like doctors are forgetting to talk about that kind of stuff, you know? No. And there is this weird dichotomy that I think, you know, if you haven't been in clinical practice where you have suggested that to someone and seen them like balk at you and then give mm-hmm. you like a one-star review because you told them to exercise, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Yeah. I'm kind of like, well, we can't really win because, mm-hmm. you know, some of the really simple things, I mean, like sleep apnea, I used to see a ton of sleep apnea patients and oh, yes. unfortunately we have to talk about your weight. It is literally mm-hmm. like the biggest factor in treating this and that's just not what people wanted to hear you know and it it, it puts you in this really awkward position where you you have to talk about things that are are, do seem simple and not I don't mean simple like it's easy to just go out and exercise because it's certainly Mm -hmm. not I mean I don't I maybe exercised once last week I don't know and (laughs) you know yeah but it is it's 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 frustrating as a provider too to feel like we do have these things that are effective and patients don't necessarily want to to do mm-hmm. them so it's yeah and it's one of those things where talking about weight can be done in a respectful way mm-hmm. it can be done like of course if we're talking about sleep apnea 100% that's pertinent if you're coming in for an ear infection and your doctor wants to talk about your weight and you know is making you feel bad like like maybe that's not the visit for it but there's a way to do mm-hmm. it respectfully you know, for gynecologic stuff, you think about PCOS. Right. Weight is a huge part of it. And we know that if people are overweight, and not everybody with PCOS is, but if they lose a certain percentage of their body fat, they are at a higher likelihood to be able to ovulate, you know, quote unquote, naturally. Now, is that a fix for everybody and everything? Like, no, totally not. No. And for sure, we physicians, I can say this because I am one, we are not trained at all when it comes to nutrition, weight management. So if somebody's just telling you, you know, an MD, oh yeah, you just need to go keto or you just need to become a vegetarian, like please understand that we don't have the training to do that. And a legitimate physician would refer you to somebody who's a nutritionist or yeah, who has actual training yeah. and, and can work with you. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not just eat less, exercise more. There's a way to do it and a way to, to balance it. But yeah, it can be really hard sometimes to have that conversation. Um, and like you said, people to say, oh, I don't want to exercise. Okay, well, let's talk about X, Y, and Z. But um, but yeah, it's a spectrum for sure of what people might feel comfortable doing or wanting to do. Do you get And in this of, age of quick fix, you know, sometimes that's hard. Right. Qu- yeah, quick fix. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want a quick fix, and it, it's that's hard. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's hard. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of why we've gotten where we are is because we're, as a society and culture we've gotten lazier and things have gotten faster and we want an answer mm-hmm. and a fix you know yesterday um i mean right. covid is a yeah. great example of you know oh, yes. <laughs> we don't have to go there but um how <laughs> but but kind of maybe let's do it. speaking of covid right, how are pregnant mm-hmm. women doing with covid and the babies that are born to moms mm-hmm. that have had covid 
I mean, women are just amazing. I mean, sorry guys, but if we had to rely on you guys to perpetuate the species, we'd be me and the shitter be extinct. Exactly. Right. So it's super hard, right? We're telling people, pregnant people, they have to come to their visits by themselves. Yeah. I mean, where I am, they have to get COVID testing before anatomy ultrasounds because it's a prolonged exposure. So they're having to get multiple tests. When they come in, they're needing to wear masks. They at my hospital right now, they can only have one visitor for a while. At some places, it was no visitors, yeah. no doulas. I mean, it's so hard. We are asking, you know, this is supposed to be the happiest moment of your life, and you're dealing with the fears of COVID. Um, we do know that pregnant women or pregnant people, when they do get COVID, you know, they are at higher risk. Originally, we thought they weren't, but I mean, it makes sense, just like with the flu. Yeah, they're at higher risk for complications. Um, so, you know, that's concerning. And what's also concerning is the vaccine trials, they decided to exclude pregnant people despite multiple leading organizations asking, asking them to them include to. them. Yeah. And so when it does come out, I think it probably will be a risk-benefit discussion because we do know that this population is high risk. And so right. we will sit there, and that's going to add a whole other layer of, you know, the anti-vaccine rhetoric of, oh, my goodness, you're experimenting and you don't know. And it's about an individualized discussion for sure. Um, and uh, it's a shame that they were left out, but just like healthcare in this country, women's health gets to be pushed to the wayside. Um, but I do think that it will be a vaccine that a lot will want to take because they don't want to expose themselves or potentially their babies. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's just, it's a hard time. And to the postpartum period is just so hard for these people who now have newborns and they can't have family members come in and help and get them rest. So um, isolating. The trauma, the psychological trauma, for so many populations, this this will affect them for the rest of their lives. I mean, we're seeing increased suicide rates. We're seeing healthcare providers struggling and leaving the field. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be so. It's going to be really so. The whole you know COVID deaths. We need to make sure that we also take into account the deaths from suicide, the deaths from delayed cancer diagnoses and delayed access to care. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's much higher than the numbers we're we're saying are right now. Yeah. It's wild. Will you take a vaccine no. when it comes out? I would take two. I would take three or four. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Actually, to be honest, I would love. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Because everybody says, you know, this is being pushed out too quickly. No, it's not. It's been based on a vaccine that, you know, um, an mRNA vaccine that we developed like over 15 years ago. We just plugged in the genome for the, this particular strain of COVID. So it's not this brand new. We just pulled it out of our butts vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to actually hand off my vaccine to my husband because he's at higher risk being a general pediatrician. At right. least now in the hospital, I have PPE. You know, I was caring for somebody with COVID yesterday, and I had everything on, whereas he probably sees them doesn't when they are it. most infectious and right. doesn't know. Right. Exactly. Um, so I would love to give my vaccine to him and then to my kids' teachers so they can get back to school. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, I would take it. I would take it yesterday. If Dr. Fauci says yes, I mean, this, he's completely nonpartisan and completely, he would not push something or say something's safe if it wasn't. I totally trust him and his team. Yeah, same, same. Mm -hmm. What a great dude. Um, yes. Well, thank you for this. This has been amazing. Tell people where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Dr. Jennifer Lincoln, um, the doctor's DR. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also on YouTube, which is a whole new adventure, and I'm still learning. I have no I idea what I'm doing that. over there. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard. Again, so how hard. do you have time? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, 
Well, I will say I am. I do work part time as a physician. So if I was working Still. five days a week or five nights a week, but um, yeah, you know, you just fit it in. You just fit it in when you can. And then you know, some days you do some, and, and some days you just can't. And it's just about juggling and which ball is going to stay up in the air that day, and which ones are going to fall, and your kids are going to watch more TV. Um, <laughs> so you can find me on YouTube. And this is how much I don't even know YouTube. If you just like type in my name there, it'll come up. I don't even know how to tell you how to get there. Um, but that yeah, sounds you can find right. me there. Sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at these days. So, well, thank you so so much. This has been super fun, and I loved talking yeah. with you. All right, guys, if you like the podcast, and if you like hearing from medical professionals that you can know and trust what they're saying, rate, subscribe, share it with your friends, and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye.